This is Lachlan Rouston. This is Raf Friedman. And you're listening to the fittest podcast in Australia, The Mind Muscle Project. All right, welcome to this episode. We're going to talk about the 10 best foods when it comes to gaining muscle. Now, we did this in a superfoods episode. So, uh, for those of you listening in for the first time on this, uh, we are going to give categories in which all these foods have to fit into. And we haven't actually put these foods in any particular order, but what uh, these categories represent is these foods amongst all these categories ranked the highest. So like, yeah, maybe you've got a food in here. You're like, but that's like super high in calories, but maybe it's not good in when it comes to taste, for example. So we're going to go through those categories. But before we go through the categories, we will go through, uh, I want to talk about the, when it comes, when we say gaining muscle, we're going to like kind of define that um, and then stick around to the end because we're actually going to have the worst foods for gaining muscle. And that's really like the myths that people go like, oh, this is such a good food for gaining muscle. And we're going to kind of dispel why it's not. And then a final bonus thing, which Raph's put in there. So stick around to the end. We'll do that. But first thing we're going to talk about is when it comes to gaining muscle, what we mean by that. Now, gaining muscle falls under the category of, you know, for some people, bulking. I guess a lot of people don't like the word bulking. But at the end of the day, bulking up just means adding muscle. So it's an interchangeable term, right? So... Now that we know that there's basically the same thing, there's two types of, you know, gaining muscle or, or bulking. One is, uh, so both require a calorie surplus, right? So when you eat, say, 3,000 calories in a day, that might maintain your weight roughly. So whatever the range is, give or take 5, 10%. Now, in order to gain weight, you need to be in a surplus of calories. So generally what they recommend is like 20%, which is like most of the evidence uh, in the literature points to 20% being the most ideal in terms of, putting on the least amount of body fat and the most amount of muscle. So for example, that would be 3,600 calories. Now, as you gain weight, like, so when you put on, cause you know, this number, this calorie number is calculated off body weight. So as your body weight is increasing, that calorie number also needs to increase um, in order to maintain that 20% surplus. So there's basically two types here. So there's a clean, quote unquote, clean bulk, and then a quote unquote dirty bulk. Now, I think we're gonna we're gonna vary on the definition of dirty bulking here. Clean bulk, I, how I see it, is like you're just eating the twenty percent surplus pretty strictly. You don't you want to put on as minimal body fat as possible. Um, and you want to gain just muscle if you can. It's impossible to gain just muscle in a surplus, but you want to minimize mm. body fat. And I think that is the best approach to it. It's slower. You don't gain as much weight, but I just think it's healthier in the long term. Now, dirty is when you just you eat like 30, 40, 50, 100% of the calorie 100%. surplus. Some people do. I guess you can, yeah. They need like 3,600 and they go to 6,000, right? So I would definitely recommend away from that but that is basically the category of dirty bulking mm. when you're in, in this extreme surplus now i think some people think of dirty bulking as like dirty foods as in like heavily processed foods and like low nutrient foods like fast food or whatever to me it actually doesn't really matter i would still call someone who's eating mcdonald's every day and is hitting 20 percent surplus as like a clean bulk only because as long as you hit the macro numbers like and you you supplement to get enough nutrients in i just think Dirty, to me, dirty is like you're put, putting on heaps of body fat. So like if someone was like gaining like muscle and staying pretty lean and they put on like five kilos of muscle, you need anabolic fat. Like if you put on like three, four kilos of lean muscle, you looked really good, you stayed lean, kept your cardio up and you're like, yeah, dude, I did it all just eating off the McDonald's menu. I wouldn't call that dirty bulking. Mm. 
I don't know. That's just how how I see. It. I think dirty is when it's like, oh, you like you got unhealthy and you got fat. That's 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 yeah. my interpretation. And usually how it goes. I always just thought dirty bulking was dirty foods, like fucking just the gross foods that you know you shouldn't eat. Because my um doesn't really matter. the The end result usually the same. Because I think the reality is that eating really clean foods, it's very very difficult to like hit those dirty numbers. Right? It's yeah. very difficult to eat like dirty hundred percent. Like double your calories, like double your maintenance calories on on really clean food. So it yeah. kind of like ends up being a similar thing. Um, and also, I was just think something I've learned, which is like when you do a dirtier bulk, and like you just pick bad foods and you go way over, you just build so many bad habits that I think it's surprising for people mm. how hard they could be to change. Like if you always stop at the service station and get like three Snickers bars and a Coke, when you come time, like oh, it's time to like lose weight now you will still want those three stickers bar and a Coke when you, yeah. when you go there. Yeah. Right? And you don't appreciate that when you always eat healthy foods. My, um, I remember way back in high school, there was this, uh, he's basically like the biggest guy at high, like the, the most swole guy in high school. And he was a year above me and I only knew him well because he was in the tennis team. And he, he, like he started going to the gym and he responded really well. Like mm. he, but he, he was lean, right? He was like full eight pack, like huge pecs, shoulders, cap delts, like calves, everything. And, um, he's like wasn't happy so i was like dude i'm gonna get as big as possible right <laughs> so he gained so much weight so much so that like he couldn't play singles anymore he had yeah. to play doubles because like it was too much running in the singles <laughs> but he never got lean again mm. he like couldn't get lean he's like dude i'm gonna get shredded for summer like dude, you're so big now you're gonna look ridiculous when you get shredded couldn't do it yeah couldn't do it years later i saw him at a gym and because like we went to the same gym even after high school and like he could just never get lean mm. again he was just so used to eating those foods and just bulking and just enjoying bulking and it doesn't mean he has to get lean it's basically he just retired the discipline that it yeah. requires to, to cut back down he would look great but yeah it wasn't saying and i know you got a story of a similar person as well so mm. it, it is a hard habit to break you gotta be a bit crazy i think to go that dirty but anyway so we're rating these foods um across four categories and they're topping these four categories consistently number one is access so how accessible are these foods? Like, do restaurants serve them? Are they cheap? Are they affordable? Can you find them in lots of different cities and countries? Um, it's also like, is it quick to make and be able to consume every day? Yeah, like access, convenience. Yeah. That's one part. Number two is taste. So, like, how good do these foods taste? How easy are they to eat? How popular are the, the taste? You know, there are some foods like, I don't know, maybe olives. A lot of people love olives. A lot of people hate olives, right? So, but also, I think taste is critical for this one. Absolutely because you have it. to eat a lot. This is not like the cutting episode. Like you need a lot. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't really like it, you'd, you'd never will eat enough. Well, in, in most cases, you're going to eat these foods one to three times a day. Yeah. And every and day. Sometimes beyond being full. Yeah. And it's, it's really easy to eat foods you'd love beyond full. Foods you hate beyond full is so tough. 100%. So um, that's one consideration. And that, so that's the second consideration. The third is digestion. Like how well do these foods universally digest? Critical, people, right? So <laughs> some foods like, I don't know, maybe kale, for example, a lot of people can't eat kale, like messes their stomach or bread, right? A lot yeah. of people like messes with their stomach. So these foods are like pretty universally well digested. Uh, and then obviously the final one is calories. Yeah. When it comes to gaining weight, obviously you want to eat foods that are high in calories. So Yes, these foods are high in protein, but they're also high in carbohydrates and fat or at least one or the other. And that is like critical. Just like really lean protein foods, generally not going to be a good idea. So number one, in no, in no particular order, is bacon. One of the best foods, right? So easy to um, so easy to consume. Pretty much every supermarket, including gas stations, have like bacon. Generally, it's smoked. So like yeah. you can just eat it straight out of the packet or microwave That's true, it. exactly. Like you can cook it, but you don't have to. 
And yeah. you can't get sick from undercooking it. No, most people don't like cold cold bacon, but you can eat cold bacon. You can eat cold bacon. And like you won't get sick if you undercook it. Yeah. Also just combines the salt and fat, which is like one of the quickest ways to easily overeat, which is, which is the goal here is overeating, mm. um, which is always good. And I think you're just like, yeah, it's pretty tough to get sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I realized that wasn't as good for our Muslim listeners, but we'll get to it. And Jewish listeners as well. So second food we've got is uh, ground beef. Now, I'm pretty sure like most cultures... That's good for everyone. Wait, India doesn't like cows, right? So oh, maybe not, maybe yeah. not as good for our Indian listeners. No, they still have it there, but yeah, they're mostly vegetarian. Okay. Can't help you all. Um, so ground beef. Uh, I like ground beef because ground beef has lots of different... Like steak is kind of just steak, right? We had that in our superfoods episode, but ground beef's better because you can actually choose fattier cuts of ground beef and you can kind of make heaps of different variations. Like you can make curries and like... Mm mixes and spaghettis and then you can just have meat patties you know and you can just cook it plain so um it has so many ways that you can cook it and so many different recipes in which you can combine it with and it's like really easy to prepare like it's pretty hard to get ground beef wrong it's not like a not like yeah. a steak where you have to you know get it room temperature yeah, like yeah. check it and medium rare or whatever it's just cook it right uh, so i'm that- pretty sure it's cheaper as well and the digest cheap, yeah. definitely cheaper, and the digestibility is way higher. Steak like sits in your stomach. Yes, it's hard it's to already train. Was already ground up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, yeah. exactly. The the chewing <laughs> and the digesting is partly done for you. Yeah, and that that is important. So that's number two. Uh, number three we've got here is milk, uh, dairy milk from cows. Not well, I guess you could say goat's milk. Goat's goat's milk, yeah. high in protein. That probably still counts. Um, Hasn't really got the accessibility. Yes, and uh, but we're not talking about almond milk no. and oat milk and macadamia milk and I don't know, whatever else they turn to choose uh, to become a milk, broccoli milk. It is cow milk. And that is because, man, it just like pound for pound in terms of liquids, mm. it's just king, right? Like we used to do Gomad, which is gallon of milk a day. And that was responsible for a lot of weight gain at one time. In fact, I got so good at drinking milk, I would go up to the shop after training. You probably remember seeing me do this. And I would smash one liter in one breath. Like just straight down from top to bottom. And um, there's just a lot of calories in a liter of milk. I think it's like 800 calories in a liter of full fat milk. And I'm talking about full fat cream milk, by the way. I'm pretty sure it's the only liquid you can really go buy that has loads of protein in it. Yeah, that's like as is. Yeah, as is. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the only one. right? Yeah. And it has protein, carbs and fat. Like it's a basic complete. Well, there really aren't many liquids outside of fruit juices yeah you're water. basically just getting like sugary drinks and yeah. yeah drinks with calories or alcohol yeah. and it's just um i think it's just because so many people have had it in their diets for so long most people aren't lactose intolerant as well so it is a great and if you are just like persevere for a little bit mm. it's like let, let your body build up the <laughs> lactase enzyme um so yeah i just it's just so easy right you don't have to prepare it you just keep it in the fridge and then when you're ready to go you just open and drink it so very straightforward. And obviously, you have variations on it, right? You can get chocolate milk. You can get like, if you get sick of that, banana milk, strawberry milk, whatever it is. Um, so, yeah, that's hard to be. And I think probably it's like fairly cheap as well. Like milk. Very, dude, so cheap. Milk is yeah. $2, uh, two dollars. $2, but then, yeah, you can also pay $10 if yeah. you want as well. So, there's heaps of variation within that, which helps. Fourth food we've got here is chicken thigh. I love chicken thigh uh, and we chose it over chicken breast. And what else there? Chicken drumstick, chicken breast, chicken tenderloins, chicken thigh. Am I missing any part of the chicken? Besides like chicken head? No, nah, chicken, 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 chicken wings. Feet. Yeah. Chicken feet, hard to, hard to, chicken neck, yeah. Chicken thigh is the winner just because it, it has the most fat out of any meat. Yeah. So it's the easiest to eat. It's generally the, 
the one that requires the least amount of let me add something to this. I don't need salt. I don't mm. need spices. I don't need seasoning. I don't need sauce. You just cook chicken chicken thigh in a pan and it's going to taste pretty good. It's, it's moist. It's wet. I think most people agree that it is a little bit shocking almost seeing the calorie difference between a chicken thigh and a chicken breast. Yeah. It is dramatic. I also think it just hits that perfect amount of fat though where you don't feel sick after eating it either. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got fat. Uh, but the percentage is it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect to digest it, enjoy it, and like still fit into your macros for the day. It might be one of the best, if not mm. the best food on this list in terms of how to do it. And then cooking tip, one of the things I used to like to do with chicken breasts is I used to buy like a, um, like a breadcrumb from the supermarket. And what I used to do is just cook it in breadcrumb. So add that little bit of crunch yeah. as well and added the extra calories. So that, that might be a way that you can, can boost that up. Cool. So fifth one on the list we got here is Greek slash protein yogurt. This is kind of a, I mean, Greek yogurt is the traditional. So is, is, is Greek yogurt, what makes it Greek? I presume the Greeks invented it. Yeah. But there like is a Greek salad. Yeah. But it's like some processing that's gone. Yeah. Through yeah. Like yogurt. it gets a little bit, it's just like that sour taste is, yes. is Greek. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah. Cause they're like different versions yeah. of yogurt. Greek yogurt is like the lean, I think it's the highest calorie, highest protein yogurt. It's generally like quite high in fat, yeah. Greek yogurt. And like, yeah, it's a bit more sour. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's, and then basically the the step up from that accessibility, a little bit low, but it's getting better is the protein yogurt. Mm. There's like so many versions of protein yogurt and it's just the way they filter it, right? Or they yeah, add some stuff to it. To be honest, like a lot that. of the protein yogurts, they just cut down on the fat so the protein percentage is higher. Yeah. That's often what <laughs> it is. Or they add a little bit of protein. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got that, the, the the Greek and protein yogurt. And then number six, this one is a little bit different, but we've noticed a lot of brands now have this, and this is a protein spread. Uh, we have tried the grenade spread. That's really good. Yeah, a lot of brands have them. Yeah. Basically, what they've done is just created a delicious... Um, is Nutella the spread, the really popular spread? I guess it's kind of like a nut spread or yeah. a Nutella spread, but it's protein. I mean, all those spreads just don't have protein in them, which makes it pretty pretty useless. Yeah. But now, like, they still have fat. The, the, these protein spreads definitely still have fat. So, it's high in calories, but it also has protein in it as well. Don't you think there's just something about, like, thinking about a spread that just makes your mouth water? <laughs> it's just... It's just effective. It's just the but, the texture of it just makes you want to eat more of it. It, it truly nails everything because it's um, easy to get. And it's getting easier and easier to get. Obviously, tastes good. Very easy to carry around. Zero preparation from, like, a spoon in the mouth to, like, putting it on something. Yeah. It's easy. The one thing that scares me about that food though is it's so delicious, right? Mm. But it, for some reason of all these foods I'm looking at, it just rides that fine line between I'm really enjoying this, this is awesome, I'm gaining muscle to I feel really sick yeah. and I regret eating it's on that the last spoon. It seems like the, the balancing act is not three or four spoons. It's like one teaspoon. And as soon as you break that threshold, yeah. your body's like, nah, 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 no more. It's like the, um, it's like the amount of fat uh, bile salts your body can produce to mm. break down the fats just once it hits that breaks the threshold <laughs> there's no turning back and you yeah. feel sick so be be careful with your protein spread um, number seven we've got here for the vegetarians is salmon had to put a fish on here i know it's on the superfood list as well but it's just hard to go past salmon because it's so high in fat so it's obviously very mineral rich salmon is like the chicken thigh of the seafood world <laughs> of the fish world yeah <laughs> it's the chicken of the fish world <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's delicious. It's accessible. Like heaps of Japanese places have yeah. it. There's like so many variations in which you can, you can consume it. Um, it's great. You just can't not have it on the list. 
Uh, and then number eight, so coming in uh, as at number eight, the final one on the list is scrambled eggs. Now we put scrambled eggs on here because most of the ways that people consume eggs is kind of low calorie, mm. like poached eggs, fried eggs, sort of uh, egg whites, um, egg white omelets. But scrambled eggs is the best way to kind of get all the benefits from eggs, all the protein, all the fat, all the nutrients. But you can also add cream. You can also add cheese, right? You can also add milk, right? So these are things that can really uh, increase the calories. You're kind of like combining a few of the foods here. And it increase the taste of it dramatically, right? Like six boiled eggs in a container, tough to get through. Yeah. Six really good scrambled eggs with like butter and milk. No problems. I still don't get boiled eggs, seriously. How can you eat something that smells like a fart? <laughs> it's so bad. I know you like, I just can't. Toughens you up. I just really can't do boiled eggs. In fact, it's like ruining this episode, me thinking about boiled eggs. So scrambled eggs is like, yeah, definitely the go-to. If you're on like a muscle gain diet, every time you eat out, go for scrambled eggs. Don't go for the poached eggs. Cool. So that's our list. So just to quickly cap it off, bacon, ground beef, milk, chicken thigh, uh, protein, yogurt, protein, spread, salmon, and scrambled eggs. If you had those in the regular rotation of your Mm. diet and you're looking to gain muscle, you'd be like stacking the chips in your favor 100%. You're on your way. Yeah. Now you'd be taking chips off the table and making things hard for yourself if you were going to use these five foods as part of your bulking or as part of your muscle gain routine. And, And like I see, when I say... Uh, making it hard having them in it's it's not having them in it's using them as the main foods it's mm. putting them in replacement of the eight that we just mentioned so the first one we got is avocado avocado is one of those things where because it's so high in fat people are like this is such a great food mm. to increase weight it's a good supplementary food but because it, it has basically no protein it's not a great food in isolation and it's 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 such a popular food these days because it tastes so good. Yeah. It's easily accessible, right? But in terms of what it's doing for your weight gain, and and especially from some of the information that we've gathered over the years from different guests, carbs versus fats, they're always leaning to carbs when it comes to muscle gain. So yeah. if you don't have, if you're looking at a high fat food, like maybe if there's a high carb food, you could make a bit of an argument here. But just a purely high fat food, generally a bad idea. Yeah, it's pretty useless. I think particularly when you're trying to gain weight. You want to save the fats to be like associated with the protein so it goes down easy. Yeah. So you want to like save those fats like your chicken thighs and everything where it's like, oh, cool, I'm getting my protein and the fat. You do that with avocado, you get no protein. Yeah. So then you, you're achieving very little. And like I was saying before, your body has uh, an upper limit of how many biles, how much bile salts it can produce to break down fat. If you cross that threshold, you will have digestive issues, right? Mm-hmm. Your stool will be like broken up and your digestive system will be completely shot. You need to increase calories uh during like to get to that 20 percent plus threshold through carbohydrates that's going to be one of the best ways to get that you can tolerate a ton more carbohydrates than you can fats you can't go yes. you can go you can go 100 200 maybe 250 grams of fat for your body's like i'm feeling really sick but you can go 300 500 yeah, 600 1000 thousand grams yeah. of carbohydrates right so gener- generally not a good food to to load into calories so the second one we got here is cottage cheese and you put this one I just generally hate the taste of cottage cheese, but for I mean, people that, that like it- that's the correct answer. It's disgusting. <laughs> uh, but also just because it just has this weird like reputation, like it's so good for bulking. It's like, yeah, it's it's the highest protein cheese. It's the highest protein amongst a food source that has terrible protein. Yeah. So it's nothing to really be so incredible. It's like, I'm the tallest person and it's like tiny short village. It's like, yeah, okay, but I still feel really short. 
Still five foot four. That is the cottage cheese. It's not very nice. It's very hard to eat a lot of. There's nothing very special about it. That's the thing. You got to eat so much of these foods. Did you throw up? And I'm looking at all these other foods and I'm like, dude, you could have, you know, your bacon, ground beef, milk, chicken thigh every day, all day. But imagine trying to stomach <laughs> cottage cheese twice a day. Particularly when you're full and you don't feel like eating. Yeah. I remember bulking cycles are long. Mm. Like they months, can stretch yeah. longer than deficits, right? So I don't know. It depends how long you want to be, be in this for, but man, that's a lot of cottage cheese. So number three we've got here is chicken breast. Now this is, um, people just think, yeah, chicken breast, high protein, awesome, smash it. Not bad, but not as good as chicken thigh. Mm. Nowhere near as good. It just requires so much more preparation. Um, it's obviously so dry, right? So it's harder to like transport around. And like generally most restaurants and stuff aren't going to stock it just because it's not as palatable, yeah. right? If you put chicken it's breast nice. in a yeah. salad, like most people aren't going to come back for that salad. It's not as good. So I think great food, obviously, somewhat of a super food, but more, it belongs in a cutting diet. Yes. It belongs in a deficit. It's yeah. like the perfect trade out, right? You like finish bulking, oh, swap my chicken thighs for chicken breast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Life sucks. D- different, but, part of, yeah. <laughs> different, different part of the chicken. Um Cool. So, number four we've got is tuna. Now, uh, I assume you probably just mean canned tuna here. Not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. Canned like tuna, tuna steaks. Main reason is like, obviously just eating a lot of it, you, like, you generally do get mercury poisoning. So, it's just like not a good idea to be like smashing heaps and heaps of tuna. All has it in it. Um, B, I think it's not very nice to eat a lot of kind of in like the same chicken breast bucket. And you're like carrying around cans that stink when you open them yeah so it's not even like you're doing your friends any favors as well yeah it's um it is a stinky food yeah that's for sure um and i smashed a lot of it when i was trying to gain weight and i just didn't gain any weight because it's such a hard food to eat a lot mm. of like one two cans of tuna it's hard to get through two cans of tuna because yeah. yeah it's just not it's not that delicious no. like canned tuna is it's limited in how nice it can taste those foods we mentioned before they're really nice mm. right it's also hard to turn around canned tuna. Like, okay, maybe you could argue that if I'm looking at scrambled eggs, like, okay, scrambled eggs can be like burnt, a little bit boring, whatever. It's like, yeah, but I can add sauce. I can yeah. add cheese on top. Yeah, what do you I do with, put salt do you do with tuna? I can put bread underneath. So yeah, you can do some of those things to tuna, but tuna is hard to turn around. Like, really it's hard. overpowering. It's a yeah. strong food, right? Uh, so that's number four. And then the final one here, number five is peanut butter. For some reason, people think peanuts are high in protein. Yes, they have protein but not compared to how much fat they have. Mm. And again, I think it kind of falls into the avocado bucket. Maybe people just think, oh, well, you know, I can add it to toast and toast has a little bit of protein and then combine that with the peanut butter. And then also so many proteins these days are like peanut butter flavored. I think people are getting confused here. Peanut butter, not a good food for gaining muscle. <laughs> just a delicious food, yeah. but not a good food for gaining muscle. Yeah, wasted calories. Um, okay, so bonus here, Raf, you've got uh, condiments. Yeah, bon- the, this is a bonus because it also doesn't really fall, like you're not going to bulk just drinking tomato sauce. Well, it's not going to be effective. Uh, or barbecue. But it is a very easy way that it just increases the taste. Like it's so much easier to digest, get it through your mouth, particularly when you're getting full. Mm. Adding sauces to particularly some of the foods we mentioned earlier, like some of the meats, chicken thighs. I just think it gives you that little bit to consume 10, 20% extra. It gives you that boost. It gives you that like boost in motivation. And that's kind of what you need. I think what you realize when you get into it is you're like, oh, it's kind of fun, but gaining weight. But like you do have to eat a bit beyond what you feel like eating. Yeah. It's like the whole thing, right? Because your body's set up to keep you at maintenance. Yeah. And I feel like sources is the thing where you're like, okay, this is what gets me. The 20%, the 20 extra calories to get there. So let me ask you a question to finish here for the listeners. So many, many, many eons ago, I'm going to find out exactly. We did the 10,000 calorie challenge twice. 
Now, I think it was, I want to say three years ago, uh, how likely do you think you would be to be able to finish it again? So, three years ago, we did the 10,000 calorie challenge and then four years ago, we did it for the first time. So, we did it once, yeah. uh, four years ago and then we, tr- we failed, we tried it again and we did it three years ago successfully. So, how likely do you think you'd be to be able to finish it these days? Oh, I'd crush it. I wouldn't say I'd eat it for breakfast because I couldn't get it done in breakfast. But um, you think you still do it? Definitely do it again. Now we just made all the rookie mistakes in the first time. The biggest mistake we made was the protein shake. We had like a triple mm, scoop. That was about it. Yeah. True protein whey protein shake. It just it was after that I was like, we're done. We are done. There is a rock in my stomach. It's eleven p.m. I'm going home. And we didn't do enough steps. Yeah, we didn't have enough activity. Um, whereas we just played it. We played it like almost a perfect game of tennis on that on the final 10,000 We came calories. up strong. It was like 40,000 steps during the day, started at 7 a.m. We didn't even go crazy dirty on it. Like we did, we did it right. It was like just an excellent performance. We didn't go crazy dirty. What do you mean? We had like a whole tub of Magnum Yeah, okay, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we get that, what, what did we get also? The, we ate um, grilled. Like the one foot pizza. That was pretty good. Yeah, we went hard. Um, do you think you, you reckon you get through it again? Definitely. You back yourself? Definitely. Interesting. Yeah, cool. I don't know if I back myself anymore, but let's see. Um, maybe we'll do it again. If you guys message in enough, maybe we'll go around three or maybe not. Um, <laughs> we'll find out. All right. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to this episode. As always, um, if you're watching, uh, leave us a comment, share it with someone. And if you are on the YouTube channel, subscribe as well. Thank you so much. Uh, leave us a comment and we'll speak to you all next week.